This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Topic of today's podcast. It's a long one, so get ready for it. Efferent and aesthetic responses to text and why the common core state standards related to reading are often ridiculous. Now, recently I was out walking with my wife, Dr. Nancy Fitzsimmons. She was in the process of writing a book called The Danger of the Single Story of Disability, Vulnerability, and the Single Solution of Protection. I guess we like long titles in our family. But in this book, she details the abuses that take place with people who have disabilities and the systems and thinking that are locked in place that enable these conditions to continue. Now, as I am a relatively good spouse and extremely interested in her work, I was reading through her book as she's in the final stages of preparing the manuscript. She's an exceptionally good writer and thinker, bias noted, and as such, her writing was stirring up emotions in me. And as we were out walking the dog one evening, we started talking about her book. And I began to share similar things that I had experienced related to how some of the very things she was writing about were occurring to me at the university at which I work. Now, I didn't realize that she was getting exasperated with me, which is a common occurrence. Finally, she turned to me and she said, does everything have to be about you? Now, I didn't have a ready answer in the moment, another common occurrence. So I did some thinkorating on this question. Does everything have to be about me? And I'll answer this question. But first, some background on literature and exploration. In her classic book, Literature and Exploration, Louise Rosenblatt distinguished between two different types of approaches and responses to the text that students are reading. Efferent and aesthetic. These two approaches are are going to be described here. Now, an efferent approach and response to literature, to a book, to what students are reading. Here, the reader focuses on details or information found in the text. When reading expository text or informational text, we want students to take an efferent approach. This is because the purpose for reading expository text is to gain information or construct new knowledge related to the things in the text. And to do this, a comprehension strategy is usually used to enable readers to focus specifically on the content or information presented in the text. Similarly, in an efferent response to text, The reader identifies salient or important details or information found within the text. An efferent response is appropriate when students read textbooks, articles, or news. Now, an efferent approach and response to narrative texts or stories would have the reader focus on story details or information found in the text. Likewise, an efferent response to narrative text would have readers recount story details and information. 
However, this is highly inappropriate, silly, and even, might I say, clownish. Why? Because the purpose for reading narrative text or stories is to enjoy the story, not to recount story details. This is why we read stories, to enjoy them. In the real world, when we go to bookstores and libraries, we look for good books to read and enjoy. Imagine that. We don't read the Harry Potter books to gain information. That's an efferent approach. Rather, we read them to enjoy the story, to experience a magical world, to watch the drama unfold, and to relate to familiar characters. We're enjoying it. We care nothing of plots and themes and resolutions and such. Reading is a pleasurable act until teachers make it not pleasurable by demanding efferent responses to narrative text. Now, some of the Common Core state standards require an efferent response to narrative texts. For example, CCSS, related to literature, describe the overall structure of a story, including describing how the beginning introduces the story and the end concludes the action. That's a second grade standard. Acknowledge differences in the points of view of characters, including by speaking in a different voice for each character when reading dialogue aloud. Imagine that. Let's go to a third grade one. Compare and contrast the themes, settings, and plots of stories written by the same author about the same or similar characters. Imagine how that would help you enjoy the story. Hmm, hmm, another third grade one. Describe the characters in the stories and explain how their actions contribute to the sequence of events. Oh boy, oh boy, I can't wait. Describe a theme of a story drama, or poem from details in the text. Summarize the text. Theme of a story. Now that always gets me. What is the theme? When I read the Harry Potter, Potter books, what was the stinking theme? There was no theme. We're just enjoying the stinking story. I'm getting myself all worked up here. All right, I'll settle down a little bit. Now, while these standards, these things, would be interesting activities or things to address in a reading workshop or a literature-based approach to reading instruction, insisting that all students or any student demonstrate mastery of these standards is patently absurd. It is clownish. It shows that these literacy standards were put together by literacy amateurs. When in your adult life have you been asked to do any of these things? If I was reading a good book and someone asked me to acknowledge differences in points of view of characters or compare and contrast themes, settings, and plots of stories or determine the theme of the story, I would most likely tell that person to go away or something much 
<laughs> worse, so that I could enjoy the stinking story. As stated before, in a real world, in our real world adult lives, we read narrative text stories for the sole purpose of enjoying them. Anything else distracts from this purpose. Now, the Common Core state standards are examples of efferent responses to narrative text. Teaching and expecting mastery of any of these standards related to narrative text is ludicrous, silly, ridiculous, because it takes time away from reading, enjoying, and talking about good books. And also, these standards have nothing to do with how real people approach narrative text. So let's look now at an aesthetic approach and response. In an aesthetic approach to reading, the reader focuses on being engaged in the experience of reading, of living through the events being described. Similarly, an aesthetic response is when the reader makes a personal and emotional connection with the characters and the drama unfolding. In short, you enjoy the very act of reading. As I described before, stories are meant to be read and enjoyed. That is exactly why we read narrative texts. Nobody in their right mind reads a good book to distinguish a point of view or to compare and contrast patterns of events. What kind of kooky person does that? So, demanding that students describe story details and themes and plots is a form of in gentle interrogation that should not take place. Could you imagine coming out of a movie theater and somebody insisting that you recount for them the plot and resolution? Or identify the theme of the movie? Or describe a character and explain how their actions contribute to the sequence of events? If someone did that to you coming out of a movie, you would tell that person to go away or much worse. But if someone asked you what you thought about the movie or book or which were your favorite parts, you would most likely have much to say. So, two big ideas. Big idea number one. Literacy standards should not be designed by literacy amateurs, as most of these literacy standards in the Common Core state standards often are. There are some things that should be left to educational professionals. The second big idea, in our approaches to literacy instruction, we must always focus on real-world macro goals for reading versus artificial micro goals. When reading narrative text, the macro goal is for students to be able to read and enjoy the story. When reading expository text, the macro goal is for students to read and understand, to construct knowledge with the text. So, back to the question posed at the beginning of this podcast. My wife's question, does everything have to be about me? The answer is, yes, 
when it involves reading, good writing of any kind, expository or narrative, invites readers to think laterally, to make connections with their own inner lives and experiences and outer lives and experiences. My wife's manuscript was such that it engaged me in a way that stirred emotions, and these emotions made me think of my own lived experiences. I could not help but make connections. As well, the concepts were described in such a way that I was able to use what I already knew to construct new knowledge. So yes, it became all about me. Now, reading any kind of text can be a powerful experience if students are able to make it about them. That is, if they are able to make connections with their own lives and lived experiences. We can help them make these kind of connections by designing activities, discussion questions, and journal prompts that connect to their lives and inner and outer experiences. It's all about making connections. And hopefully, you're making connections right now as you listen to this podcast. Hopefully, you are seeing how these ideas reflect what you're currently thinking or doing. Or perhaps this podcast prompted some ideas for how you might help students make personal connections with what they read. If so, my job is done here. Remember, when you read, it's all about you. And when students read, it's all about them. This has been the Reading Instruction Show.